Hey there, welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston Divorce and Family Law Attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hi guys, welcome back to season two, episode number 11 of Lego Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a Houston Family Law and Divorce Attorney. And today's topic is about child support, custody, and parental rights, specifically related to what does a Texas court consider when awarding a parent, quote unquote, custody. And I say quote unquote, because in Texas, we don't really have what's called custody. We have conservatorship, but that's a whole nother podcast. But for the purposes of today, I'm going to call it custody. So I always like to kind of let you guys know how this topic came about just to give you guys some context and just kind of set the tone for today's podcast. So I decided to dedicate a specific topic um, or a podcast topic um, to the topic of custody because a lot of people have questions about this. Like outside of child support, this is the most frequently asked question that I get as a family law attorney. And so I wanted to just designate a topic to this to give you guys a few tips on some things that the court does consider, some things that the court doesn't really care about, and also some things you should be doing before you decide to file. So if you haven't already, grab you a piece of paper and something to write with. I'm going to go pretty quickly because I have a lot of information and I'm going to try to get it in within the time period that I like to stay in for our podcast. So the first thing I'm going to start off with is discussing some of the things that the court considers in awarding a parent custody. Now, just note, this is not an exhaustive list. I'm just kind of giving you some high points, just again, so that you can have something to start with. So the first thing is, is the court is going to look at stability for the child. At the end of the day, the court is concerned about the best interest of the child. And one of those things includes the stability of the child. So for example, In the middle of the school year, if you're filing for custody, it's probably not the best time unless you have some really, you know, um, jarring facts that are going on that the court like has to pull a child from a school because the parent that has a child just is not, you know, doing very well. Um, The child is going to be continuing harmed emotionally, psychologically, and there's significant impairment if the child stays in the home. But if those things aren't really happening and you're just your child maybe says they want to come stay with you and it's the middle of the school year, you should probably wait until towards the end to try to get your case started. So by the time um, you actually maybe get into court, it's the summertime and you're not having to switch a child in the middle of the school year. So stability in that regard, stability as far as like if a parent is moving a lot. So they're going to look at how long has a parent stayed at a particular residence. Um, they may even look at like stability in terms of your relationships. Now, most times the courts don't really care about a parent relationship unless it becomes impactful to the child's life. So, you know, as long as the person's um, that you are dating or married to does not have like sex offender, you know, having to be registered as a sex offender, they're not having, um, you know, long histories of like CPS, um, abuse or anything of that sort, then the court is not really going to care. But if you're kind of like bouncing from 
you know, partner to partner, if you're moving from house to house, if you're like constantly losing your jobs, you know, child is in and out of different people's homes, that's something that the court's going to consider. So stability is important. The second thing the court's going to consider is the party's ability to co-parent. And this is very, very important. Um, if you are asking for custody and you have been the parent who traditionally has not been very good at communicating with the other parent, you've kind of been the parent that makes things difficult, you um, speak bad to the other parent, you speak bad about the other parent in front of the child, there's a history just of you not being a good co-parenter, that's something the court can consider. So you should really you know, change that behavior if you're trying to ask for custody because that's not something that's going to be a good look for the court. Make sure that you're, you know, you don't have to be best friends with the other parent, but make sure that you are at least able to have a healthy co-parenting relationship for the sake of your child. So for example, things like if you get something from school, make sure that if you pick up the child that day and the child has it in their backpack that day, you make sure you let the other parent know and send it with them so when they go to that parent's house, they have it. If you know there's, you know, a big program coming up or a big sporting event that your child's participating in, invite the other parent, you know, um, especially if you know it's important to your child for that parent to be there. Making sure that you're not speaking bad about the other parent in front of the child and especially not on social media, like those things do come into evidence um, in a case. So, be careful about that. Be careful about how you're speaking to the other parent via text message. So if you're calling the other parent derogatory names, speaking bad to them, um, those things, again, can come into evidence as part of your court case. So as I mentioned, ability to co-parent. The third thing is, of course, going to look at the parent's involvement leading up to the request for um, the custody change. So Who's been the parent that primarily is helping with or involved in school activities, um, involved in the child's medical needs, um, taking the child to doctor's appointments, ensuring that the child has, you know, their checkups, ensuring that the child has their medication, um, being in communication with the medical providers, asking questions, you know, taking off work when they need to to ensure that their child um, is seen by a doctor. And also just like involvement in extracurricular, you know, attending school functions or maybe outside of school functions, um, extracurricular activities are also important. So those are just three top things that, again, not an exhaustive list, but some things that the court could consider in your case when um, you're asking for custody. So I also wanted to talk about some things that the court does not likely really care about. So that way you don't accidentally focus on these things. The court doesn't really care about who has the bigger house. Now, the court does care that the child has a safe place to sleep. They want to make sure that the sleeping arrangements are appropriate. So, um, you know, making sure that your child isn't sleeping on a couch, making sure that your, you know, five-year-old child isn't sleeping in the same bed as your 16-year-old, you know, stepson or something of that sort. So they do care about the sleeping arrangement, but they don't care about, you know, my house is a five-bedroom house and the mom sleeps you know, has a two bedroom house and my daughter sleeps in an apartment. If your child has their own room and it's an appropriate, you know, living quarters, the court doesn't care that you have a bigger house. The second thing that the court doesn't care about is who makes the most money. Um, you know, it's a factor when considering child support, of course, like the court looked at your income, 
But when it comes to custody, the court just wants to make sure that the child's needs are being met. So food, shelter, clothing, things of that sort. It doesn't matter that maybe you make five times than the other parent um, and you're able to, you know, get the child everything that they want. If the child's needs are being met by the parent who currently has custody and they're making sure that they're meeting those needs consistently, that's really all the court cares about. So going in and flaunting the fact that you have more money isn't really going to help you get custody. You'll probably irritate the judge. The third thing that the court really doesn't care about is who cheated. Um, this is like a really big one, especially when we have a child custody case intertwined into a divorce case. A lot of times parents say, you know, well, Ashley or client will say, well, Ashley, the other parent cheated. And, you know, the court needs to know about that because they shouldn't have custody of our child because they cheated. The court doesn't care. The reality is, is that people can be very, very bad spouses. They can be very, very bad partners, but they could still be great parents um, and vice versa. Right. So the court doesn't care that a party has cheated just doesn't matter. So those are just three things to note that the court, um, what the court doesn't really care about. Again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just some things that you can take notes about and um, jot down so that you don't focus on these things if you're wanting to file for custody. The last point that I want to leave you with, and I mentioned that I was going to talk about something that you need to keep in mind if you're going to be filing for custody is what should you do leading up to it? And that is document document and document. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. You need to document. You need to document your involvement. You need to document your ability to co-parent or maybe the other parent's inability to co-parent. You need to document your consistency and stability for the child. Document the other parent's non-consistency um, and instability for the child. You need to document um, you know, all of the things that are going to benefit your case. I had a client that reached out to me um, a few years ago now, and he probably like, let's say 2019, he reached out and he wanted to get custody of his son. And I said, yeah, sure. Like, let me just kind of hear what's going on. And so after we talked and I said, look, you know, I'm more than happy to take your case right now, but I'm a very upstraight type of attorney. I need you to do a few things before I'm willing to take your case. And so he did those things. He documented those things. He did what I told him to do. He kind of reached back out to me literally almost a whole year later. And he said, hey, I did everything you told me to do. I was consistent. I documented and I'm ready now. So we filed um, and my client got custody, you know. And so when you step back and you are in this like huge rush to do things and you do them at the pace that your attorney is advising you, I promise you it's going to save you money. It's going to allow for your case to be stronger. And it's also going to allow for you just to have a peace of mind because custody cases are very, very emotionally charging because it's your child. And so you don't want that extra stress if you can avoid it by just like planning and documenting leading up to it. So with that being said, I hope this was a helpful podcast for those who are interested and in maybe how to protect themselves from losing a custody case or how to gain some skills and um, some things to note in trying to win a custody case. And honestly, I say gain and lose and win, but really at the end of the day, there's really no like winning and losing at the end of the day. It's like what is in the best interest of the child. So let me rephrase that. It's not about that. It's about you know, focusing on what's the best interest of your child. So with that being said, if you have any questions, I would love to chat with you. We offer a free um, 
15-minute phone case evaluation. You can look at the information in the show notes on how to connect with our office. We'll be happy to assist you in discussing your situation. And until next time, you guys take care. Bye for now.